What's going on, guys? In this podcast, I'm going to talk about the kind of um, ever so gaining momentum story of Deshaun Watson and him winning out of Houston. And then just kind of like, basically, I just want to kind of discuss this as it is now because things have changed. You know, things have changed in terms of it seems like the chances of this happening have gone from basically impossible to maybe not that likely, but sort of kind of possible. That's how I would officially categorize this situation as it currently stands. So um, I wanted to go over just basically a lot of times when certain things like this are happening, right? Even in just regular life, you know, you can look at it like we tend to look at it through whichever side we most relate to. You know what I mean? Like if a guy and a girl are arguing in a relationship, you tend to look at it as a guy. You know, if you're a guy, if you're a girl, you tend to look at it from her perspective. And I want to what I want to do in this podcast is basically look at it from each side. You know what I mean? So I really want to give us all a perspective about it from each side. And a lot of times when I do these podcasts and really almost every podcast I do, I end up learning something as I'm as I'm talking. You know what I mean? So it's, it's helpful to me as well to just kind of be able to sit here and talk this thing out with with you guys and um, really to myself. <laughs> but anyways, let's talk about it. So Deshaun Watson, let's look at things from Deshaun Watson's point of view. He's looking at this and he's thinking, dude, you guys have made some awful decisions like trading DeAndre Hopkins because you need salary cap space allegedly and or you don't want to pay him, but then doing so for awful compensation and an overpaid running back. David Johnson is objectively an overpaid running back. It is not, that is not a hot take. Like he was, when they made that trade, he was an overpaid running back. For a team to be willing to take on David Johnson and his 13 million a year in base salary, that means you, like you should be getting you should be getting the better end of the deal. And for them, they traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson in a two, I think it was what it was. Maybe they even might have gave them a four. It was not a good deal. You know, like, I mean, that's just being, like, realistic. Objectively, it was not a good deal. It was not a good deal. So, obviously, Deshaun should be pissed about that because it's like, dude, you just traded my number one receiver. You didn't even give me someone back initially, you know, and then you went and got me. So basically you swapped out DeAndre Hopkins for Brandon Cooks and then took on an overpaid running back salary as well. So guess what? You're paying now more for Brandon Cooks and David Johnson than you would have paid even if you would have just extended DeAndre Hopkins. And I understand the frustration. He has every right to not like that. He has every right to not like it, right? So now Deshaun's looking at, you know, Deshaun wants out for many reasons, okay? The the trade of D-Hop being one of them. Um, the fact that he wasn't included in certain decisions in terms of, like, I guess, who they're hiring and, and um, et cetera, et cetera, things like that. And then he's, he's also supposedly mad that, that Jack Easterby is still there and apparently – respected in a manner that he isn't according to him you know that's kind of how he looks at it it's like you guys are basically taking zach easter taking easterby's jack easterby's side or his opinion more 
so to heart than you are mine. Like you're considering it more so than you are mine. You know, so why am I here if you guys don't care what I say and you basically are keeping somebody here that I don't respect? Something along those lines. I think that's kind of how Deshaun Watson's feeling. Now, how is Houston feeling and what are their kind of what have their actions been towards Deshaun? So apparently, I guess where where he's really, you know, annoyed is that they told him that they were gonna let him have an input on the coach they hired and in certain situations like that, right? Or the GM and or the GM they hired. So they didn't even consult with him. They just went ahead and, and did what they wanted to do. Okay, so look. Oh wait, let's just let's continue on this for a second. Um, Houston wants to keep Deshaun Watson. Why? Because he's a young quarterback, superstar quarterback entering his prime. So we can't fault them from that standpoint. Right now, the respect issue, the respect factor, meaning, you know, you're not showing me proper respect if I'm Deshaun Watson. That's how I feel. Houston must feel like Deshaun, we gave you the greatest contract in the history of the NFL. Any player has ever gotten. So they must also, you know, they could potentially feel like, hey. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes got more money per season than you at like 40 or 45, whatever it was per year. But Patrick Mahomes deal was a 10 year, 10 year deal that gave the team huge leeway in terms of the salary cap ramifications of it. Deshaun's was a four year deal, not a five year deal. If you remember, Dak Prescott would have signed his extension last year and I believe the year before if the Cowboys were willing to take that extra year off. I'm trying to contextualize how valuable that is, especially for a young quarterback like Deshaun. So by the time he by the time he's approaching his his next contract extension, he's still going to be relatively young. He may even be 29, still in his 20s. Even if he's 30, that extra year is a big year. It's a big deal from a contractual standpoint. So the fact that Houston was able to do that, that kind of means to me. If I'm Houston, I might say, look, Deshaun, you might be upset or whatever, and you don't feel like we respect you, but like we didn't ask you to sign a 10-year deal. We didn't sit here and hold down uh, you know, our stance on wanting a five-year deal. We gave you more money than Russell Wilson annually, more money than anyone has ever gotten in the history of this league annually, except for Patrick Mahomes, but we gave you a deal that was 40, 60% shorter than Mahomes' deal, right? And it's got real guaranteed money in it, you know? So, like, from that standpoint, that's their argument back to him saying, I'm not respected here. If anybody wants to feel like they're not respected, maybe it should be Dak Prescott. He would have signed his deal. This is what I heard. He would have signed his deal if they would have just agreed to the exact same terms, except for one year shorter. But because Dallas wants that extra fifth year, because that's an extra year of prorating signing bonus, the deal didn't get done. You know, and now Dak's sitting there like, and now I've I had a horrible injury. You know, so like, not to get sidetracked with Dak, but just like, okay, so let's review this one last time. Houston. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I forgot one thing. 
the as far as the Hopkins trade goes, right? The Texans front office fired the person responsible for the Hopkins trade and the Brandon Cooks trade. Fired them. So the argument of like being upset because they traded DeAndre Hopkins for equal financial ramifications in David Johnson and Brandon Cooks and got much less production than what D-Hop gave Arizona from those two combined. Houston's looking at Deshaun and saying, bro, we literally fired the dude that did that. Like our bad, we shouldn't have given him the, the, you know, the, the right to do that anyways. But if I recall correctly, I think the Deshaun Watson extension was signed after the D-Hop trade. So even if you don't like that, maybe it was done so that they could make you the highest paid quarterback ever, essentially. Because if I, if you gave me a choice right now, from strictly a financial perspective alone, to be Deshaun Watson or to be Patrick Mahomes, I would be Deshaun Watson. 100%. The guaranteed money on their deals is like it's the same. If I, I'm pretty sure it's about equal. Except for Deshaun's deal is four years, Pat's is 10. You know, so from that standpoint alone, it's like Houston is looking at it like, dude, we did that thing with DeAndre Hopkins because we couldn't keep both of you. We chose you. We The reason we took on the contracts of Brandon Cooks and David Johnson is because we know we can just cut them right now and save all that money with zero dead cap. That's the advantage of these trades, guys. Unless they have base salary that's guaranteed, in which case these two guys do not. So, like, they're sitting there thinking about it from that standpoint. Like, hey, man, all these moves were essentially so that we could make you the highest paid quarterback ever. And Watson's thinking, well, I want to win. You know what I mean? Like you guys are doing things that are not in the best interest of winning. And you're still, you still have Zach Easterby here. So that to me, or Jack Easterby, sorry, that to me means that you're not committed to winning because obviously that guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So you see, it's kind of just a back and forth thing there where it's like, I understand both sides. I understand why Deshaun Watson's upset. But I also understand Houston's perspective of like, hey man, everything that we did was in consideration to the fact that we had to pay you so much. You know, like we we had to free up some cap space and what that what what acquiring David Johnson and Brandon Cooks did in terms of how much they spent on those guys in 2020 being equal or even more than what they spent on or what they would have spent if they extended DeAndre Hopkins and gave him 26 million a year, excuse me, which is what he got from Arizona. Yes, that's true. However, like I said, they can just cut both of those guys and free up all of that cap space with zero dead money. They wouldn't be able to cut DeAndre Hopkins right now and free up that cap. You know what I mean? It would it would have been a big time dead cap hit, right? So I understand that. If I'm Houston, I'm thinking I'm trying to fix this situation. 
me trading you the probably the greatest quarterback obviously the greatest quarterback we've ever had in the history of our existence while you're entering your prime would only make the mistakes that we've made as an organization compounded it would only compound them it would not rectify anything and we if we trade you we're still us we're still the houston texans right like you as great a player as you are 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 just a you know just a player in an organization like we're looking out for the entire organization and we're trying to get better as as a team that runs things and as a competitive team like we're trying to do everything we can to get better so we're not trading you and deshaun said they're like okay well i'm not going to show up to camp and i'm not going to show up to to play games and people were saying like people have told me on several occasions that deshaun watson um could basically afford to sit out and when I look at that, I think, um, okay, well, let's think about this for a second. He has, I believe it's $10.5 base salary for the 2021 season. Okay, I think his signing bonus is $27 million. So let's just call his net worth or how much money he's earned in his life somewhere about thirty-five to $40 million. That means if he sits out next season – if he doesn't show up to camp and all that stuff and he you know they have the mandatory fines now with the new cba so they'd have to find him a million bucks if he then doesn't show up for the regular season so then he'd have to pay them he'd have to write them a one million dollar check right on top of that for the 2021 season his 10.5 million dollar base salary would have you know that would be paid to him every single week right not 10.5 million a week obviously but 10.5 divided by 17 is what he would get every week. At the end of the year, he would leave $10.5 million on the table there. So then what happens after that? Oh, that's 2022 season coming up, right? Yeah, there's a $35 million fully guaranteed base salary for 2022. That's essentially his entire net worth. Oh, by the way, I think there's a $17 million roster bonus as well. If Deshaun doesn't play, he doesn't get that money. Over the next three years, I did the math, and it's like $82 million. He would have to say, I'm just going to – I'm not playing. I don't care. I don't care about $82 million over the next three years. Right? So – when you talk to me about a guy that's probably worth thirty million, gonna gonna sit there and just because he's so upset that they traded DeAndre Hopkins and that they didn't ask him his opinion on which coach they hired, that he's going to self sabotage himself out of eighty plus million over the next three years. To me, that doesn't seem practical, right? Then you say, well, if they don't do this, like they have a lot to lose, like what? If Deshaun decides to sit out, he sits out for two years. The Texans trade him in 2021, let's say, or 2022. I guarantee you this, his trade value isn't going to go down. Why would it? 
assuming he doesn't get hurt, you know, in, in the, um, you know, the time that he's sitting out, I don't see his trade value really going down much. If anything, it's going to stay the same. And you might just be like, hey, he hasn't taken any damage. You know, he's got two years off. Like, where on the one side of that, of course, you're not going to like the fact that he hasn't played. But it's the Sean Watson. Like, even if you have to have a red shirt year for the first year he's with you, I think that most teams wouldn't mind that. Now, would the value go down a little bit? Yeah, maybe so. And that, now that I'm really thinking about it, it may be like instead of four first rounders, it might be three or whatever. Like it, it may go down a little bit simply because he hasn't played. But the more I think about it, man, you know what dictates value more than anything is when more than one team is interested. If there were only one team interested in a Deshaun Watson trade, well, then they would have some leverage in that deal. But the moment there's two, you know, now it's just, it becomes a bidding war. And when it's for somebody as valuable potentially as Deshaun Watson would be for your franchise, it's, you know, that he's, it's invaluable. Like you're going to pay him whatever he wants. So, I don't know. When I look at both sides, I understand frustration. And you you could also say, like, well, why would Houston do that? Well, Houston would do that for, in my opinion, for a couple of reasons. Number one, if Deshaun really went that far and he didn't want to play, he wouldn't play, refused to play, I think they would ultimately trade him. Let's say he did that for the whole 2021 season. I think they'd trade him in the offseason going into 22. I think they would. They would get their $10.5 million back for the 2021 season, and they would trade him, I think, probably before 2022. And um, I don't think they would lose anything at that point, but maybe a little bit. I don't, I don't think so. But, like, why would Houston do that as opposed to just giving him what he wants? Well, here's the thing. Let's say this. Let's say the Jets or the Jaguars, who pick at the top of the draft, right? One of those teams – gives you three first-rounders, including one this year, for Deshaun Watson. Well, if you if they do that, you, like, are you, let's say you draft Trevor Lawrence, number one overall, and then Trevor Lawrence plays phenomenally for the next three years. What happens if Trevor Lawrence decides he doesn't want to be in Houston? You know, that's when things get interesting. It's like, well, I'm just going to do what Deshaun Watson did. You guys haven't given me, you know, a bunch of good receivers, a bunch of good this or that. I'm just going to do what Deshaun Watson did. I want out. At what point does the organization say no? Like, we're looking out for us, too. You know what I mean? Like, we we made you the highest paid quarterback essentially ever. At what point do they say you signed that deal? And someone said to me yesterday, well, that's going to hurt them with potential luring potential free agents to Houston, right? Because the, the players are not going to respect the way that they do business. I'd beg to differ. I don't think the players are going to look at the situation and think that Deshaun Watson is some huge victim. And the reason I say that is because the players are going to look at it like Deshaun. Like, look at that contract they gave you. You signed it one year ago and now you went out like, that's the thing, guys. If 
teams are going to be vilified for making a player this much highest paid player ever, essentially. And then vilified for trying to hold the player to his contractual obligation. Then we're really playing with fire here because at that point, the players have all the control. And if the players have all the control, then it just becomes like sort of a free for all. You know, there's no, there's no like clear path of business order. I don't know how, how to explain it, but it becomes a little bit dangerous, right? It becomes like teams are going to stop wanting to give these guys such big money. They're going to be like, hey, I'm not giving you any signing bonus money. Because what if you just want to trade next week and you and you sit out, you know, because because you got mad that I'm that I made a move that you didn't agree with. Because I didn't allow you to pick our next head coach, you are forcing your way out of town. Teams are going to not want to give you signing bonus dollars. So it's going to be bad for players, too, you know, and um, as great as Deshaun Watson is. If Houston offers real money to a free agent in a state with no state income tax, I mean, that that free agent is going to go play in Houston. So I think that if anything, players are going to look at how Houston's handled this situation and they're going to respect that more than they will how Dallas has handled that situation with Dak. You know what I mean? Like Dallas has just refused to pay Dak Prescott, whereas Houston, after Deshaun's third year, even though he tore his ACL as a rookie, they immediately paid him, and they did it, like, in very respectful fashion, making him essentially the highest-paid quarterback ever because the true value of that deal is the most valuable contract in NFL history, still to this day. So it's like if Deshaun, if Deshaun hated them so much and hated that Deshaun, I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins trade so much, then why sign the deal? He could have just played out his contract and became a free agent. You know what I mean? That's where it becomes tricky. Like, did you just do that so you got your money and then, the and now you're you're leveraging us and wanting a trade, like because. You know, you don't like the way things are being run here. So just it becomes very dangerous at that point, in my opinion. Like, I hope that Deshaun – look, I know Deshaun Watson has high character. I know he's a good dude. And I also know he's a great player. So on the one hand, as a fan of Deshaun Watson, I would love for him be to be traded to wherever he wants to be traded, preferably to my Carolina Panthers. I would love that. But on the other end of it, as a – this person that's always been a businessman of some level, I understand Houston's side of it. They're like, yeah, man, we've we've screwed up, no doubt about it. But right now, we're not trying to screw up more because we screwed up. We're trying to fix it. And a big part of us fixing our screw-ups is not trading the best player in our franchise's history. You know what I mean? So ultimately... I side a little bit with the team on this one because if I'm a team, right, and I make a bad decision 
And then because I make a bad decision, my player, my best player ever wants to leave. Me trading him would just make it two bad decisions instead of one. So it's like, it's just hard to, it's hard to balance that. So I understand it. I'm empathetic on both for both parties. Um, but I think that if Houston does that, even if they trade and they get Trevor Lawrence and he's everything they ever hoped for, and then it comes time to pay him, they do it. And then he burns them for a $28 million signing bonus and once out of town as well. You know, you have to start, you have to think about the long-term big picture ramifications if you do this, if you're Houston, you know? So one thing I would be interested in if I were them, I'd call Seattle and say, hey, we'll give you our guy for your guy. You throw in a first rounder since Deshaun's younger by like five years. I mean, that right there fixes everything because Russ is already, Russ had the same length in his contract, albeit he signed it one year earlier, but Seattle paid that signing bonus. So we don't, it's like, that would be a situation in which I think Every, like everything is fine, right? Like that, that would be stomachable, if that's a word, for Houston. You know, it, it was still not ideal. I think they'd still rather keep their guy. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure. There there must be more to this story than what meets the eye or that we've, what we've heard or whatever. Because for Deshaun to be this upset because they traded Hopkins and didn't like consult with him on hiring a coach – to me, that just seems like a little bit excessive, you know, like to be like, I went out after you just signed a contract extension and committed, you committed to them for four more years on top of another year you already had there. So five years you committed there. And then like, that's like you having a new girl, uh, like you marry a woman, right? You guys get married and then you do something she doesn't like and she just wants out. She's like, I don't give a damn if I committed. You know what I mean? It's like, you did this and now I'm out of here. That's it. I don't want to be here anymore. So that's like kind of, you know, how it is. And especially with this situation where it's a business agreement and you are contractually obligated to fulfill your end of the deal because the team has already given you the signing bonus dollars they agreed to. They've paid you every single week that they were supposed to pay you. And they plan on paying you again next year and the year after. Um, it's tough. You know what I mean? Does this mean I, I'm sticking up for the Texans from the decisions that they've made? No. I think they've done some really awful things. I don't like Jack Easterby more than anybody else. I, I, you know, just looking at him, he just doesn't seem like a guy that has this, like the highest character. I just, I just don't really like him. I don't know how to say it. I don't, I don't necessarily like the guy. But when I look at it, I sure do understand where they're coming from. I would have traded. De I wouldn't have minded the DeAndre Hopkins trade personally, if I were them. It's just that I would have gotten, one hundred percent would have gotten more, or I would have required more than what the Buffalo Bills were able to get for Stephon Diggs. I think they got like a one and a four. I would have wanted at least a one and a three, probably, but like that would have been fine entering a draft class that you know, had a bunch of really good receivers. And now this year, there's a bunch of really good receivers. So I know that was on Houston's mind when they made that trade. But it's like, why the hell 
did you trade for David Johnson? As if David Johnson was a valuable asset in that trade agreement. Awful. It's all, it's an awful, awful move. You know, if they would, if they would have done that for trade for David Johnson, they should have required more compensation in terms of draft pick compensation on top of that for them taking the $13 million guaranteed salary of 2020 off of the Cardinals books. They should have required more. So yes, no doubt about it. They screwed up many times. And if they promised the Sean that they would, you know, allow him to basically or ask him his input on the coach that they were going to hire. And then they just deliberately didn't do that. That's bad business. That is bad business. I don't know why you would do that. And if you did do that, you should have immediately called and apologized and just been like, look, you know, we got excited about him, you know, yada, yada, yada. But like, in no way am I saying that those actions should be excused. But I am saying that at this point, we are where we are. And Houston trading Deshaun Watson right now may not, may just be another mistake. So like, if I make two mistakes that I regret, in order to try and improve, I'm gonna try and not make that third mistake. I'm not gonna say, okay, now I'm gonna make the third. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So anyways, that's how I feel about it. Let me know if you guys agree or disagree. Um, I hope Deshaun, as a fan, I really, really hope Deshaun gets traded because I would love to see that happen. I would absolutely love to see him in the Carolina blue on my team. But um, we will see what happens. But I do believe that it's – I still don't think they're going to trade him, but I think that it's definitely more possible now than it was last month. And I think next month it will be more possible than it is this month. So thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you later.